What's happening, OBR fans? Welcome in to a new week of episodes. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and if you noticed over the weekend, we did not get much content, obviously, because as I tried to allude earlier, kind of that um, Thursday range, I was getting kind of sick, tried to do an episode Friday. I thought it was pretty terrible voice, so I took the weekend off, rested up, and, uh, you know, tried to get my voice back and all of that, and have a good Easter, and I hope you guys had a good Easter too. We welcome you back in. And listen, it has still been extremely quiet. You know, we're looking here at the Brown situation, and uh, you know, I don't. I mean, we at least had some clowny news by mid-April last year, like April fourteenth. So we're we're looking at an interesting situation where we have had no information about how they're updating this roster. With now, we're putting out our our latest prospect is ten days until the draft. So. It's getting even tighter in terms of uh, of time frame here. If they're going to do some things that improve their situation before this draft, I mean, listen again, getting getting tight here. They could. We've been expecting it, but we have not seen anything shake out. So uh, things up on the OBR, and we'll, we'll go through here in a second. Uh, we've had a couple prospects. I'm going to talk to you guys about. Uh, we've had a fun Browns history look at. Bernie Kozar and how he amended the rules essentially on his own with the NFL supplemental draft and how he changed the NFL history. We took a look at that. Also up were the analytics getting to know the top draft options through data and metrics from Cody Sook. That was up Friday. Uh, We put out that Baker Mayfield was traded to Seattle Seahawks in the latest 2022 NFL mock draft. That was a sort of grab from CBS. So listen, as it sits right now, and again, if you're sick of hearing people in Cleveland talk about Baker Mayfield, he's still on the team. So until Baker Mayfield's not on the team and this whole situation comes to some sort of solve situation and he's gone, then we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about what he's traded for when that time comes or whatever the decision ends up being. So sorry if you don't like that because the outcome wasn't what you wanted it to be. But again, we're going to have to talk about him. So it's going to continue to come up. Maybe the draft trade happens this week. Maybe it happens next week. Again, Seattle, Carolina seem to be leaders in the clubhouse. Otherwise, uh, we had a, a piece from Andrew Spade, day three linebacker targets for the Browns as well, if you want to familiarize yourself with some of those names. Also, we put up Travis Jones as our number 12 prospect from Connecticut. Again, I reiterate that the Browns could go into this season with Chase Winovich as the second defensive end, not anywhere near optimal but they could also have some other fringe guys on the roster that you could try to supplement that with defensive tackle is literally unplayable. Tommy Togia and Jordan Elliott are not ready to handle snaps in the NFL that ma- at least snaps that matter. So defensive tackle and again, options out there in the free agency market still, but it is a seriously important situation. And Travis Jones is one of the many we will continue to write up this week at the position He's a three-star recruit, number 10 in the state of Connecticut when he was coming out. He committed to Rutgers at the start of his recruitment. Back that went to, uh, went to went to Connecticut later. He was actually kind of discussed as a guy who would be an offensive lineman and eventually converted to, to defensive line. That's why he went to Connecticut, because they gave him that chance. So he's 22 and a half at the time of the draft. He's an October birthday, so he'll turn 23 in October. Again, a little bigger, a little older, a little bigger than you would suspect for this kind of Browns pick. So that's where some things would be interesting. He's 6'4", 325. They have not drafted a guy that big, but he tested phenomenally. His RAS RAS score is a 9.37, 
which is the 85th best out of 1,343 defensive tackles tested from eight, uh, 1987 to 2022. He is in a high percentile, 88th percentile of weight, arm length, 80th percentile wingspan, 80th, 88th percentile 40-yard dash. You love those. Three-cone drill, 80th percent. Muhammad Wilkerson, you like that. Some comparison to Cam Hayward there in terms of the testing of the player. He had four and a half sacks last year. Took 2020 off as Connecticut's whole team uh, did not participate in 2020, the COVID year. So um, Sports Info Solutions grades him as the second best zero or shade. They don't give him a big board ranking. They say Jones projects as a solid starting rundown nose tackle at the the next level. Fits best as a two-gapping nose tackle on a 3-4 scheme. Again, kind of opposite of Cleveland here. When he can use his anchor strength to hold the line on rundowns, but with more pass rush consistency and refinement, he should should not have any problem working in any scheme. Jones has the uh, versatility to kick outside guards and play in a 3-tech in certain situations, but that should be only the case for passing downs. He projects as a solid... Pass rusher on the interior, but should be left alone and asked to push, collapse, and uh, take care of the pocket from the inside. Dane Brugler much higher. He has him 34th on the big board. This is more of what I've seemed to think, about, especially looking at his tape. He has him as the third best player overall at defensive tackle, period. A three-year starter at UConn, Jones played three-tech and nose tackle and defensive coordinator Lou Spanos' four-man front. Recruit, uh, recruited primarily as an offensive guard out of high school, reshaped his body, developed into an impactful defensive tackle since joining the Huskies despite a 21-month layoff between 19 and 21. Seasons as the program posted a 4-32 and 32 record. They were terrible. Three of those four wins for UConn came against FCS teams. A big-bodied athlete with strong legs and arms, Jones is quick off the ball, powerful through his hips to be disruptive versus both the pass and run. He uses quickness and forceful. Uh, moves to get uh, to, to get uh, you know penetration from his nose uh, nose technique or a three gap technique, but he needs to harness his momentum and consistently use his secondary moves to shoot through. Overall, Jones' pass rush tech is still a work in progress, but he creates problems for interior blockers with his athletic movements and explosive upper body to stack, shed, and toss. He projects as an early NFL starter with two gap potential which is what is interesting for Cleveland. So that's Travis Jones from UConn. He is prospect 12 on our 20 prospects in 20 days. And then yesterday, we had Lewisine, who is a guy who's likely gone before 44, but if he's there, he's interesting. Georgia kid, phenomenal football player. He's 22 and a half, also an early October birthday, turns 23 midseason, 6'2", 200, junior, third-team All-American, defensive MVP of the college championship game this year. Again, 44 is like the edge of his range. He's a 9.92 RAS score, eighth best out of 846 free safeties from 87 to 22. Elite testing numbers to go along with a guy who moves so well on film. Tall for the position, 93rd percentile with 6.2 and a quarter, 81, uh, 81st percentile with a 78 inch wingspan. His 4.37 40-yard dash is 95th percentile at the position, helps his range in the broad jump at 133 is 96th percentile with a 37-inch vertical. Really, really good athlete. Tons of ball production. He had an interception last year, two dropped interceptions, six pass breakups. This is what uh, Sports Info Solutions draft guide has him as the sixth best safety, 38th in the big board rankings. Scene projects as a start, and again, it's C-I-N-E, but it's pronounced scene, like as in homophone style, S-E-E-N. He projects as a starting safety, best as a free in a too high defensive scheme where he can play a mix of both man and zone coverage, 
does have the ability to play interchangeably, some as a strong safety, but his current coverage ability and inconsistencies against the run factor into him being better as a cover man on the back end. On third downs, he fits best as a deep defender and too high, but he can also rule down to play underneath his own or man up tight ends. Even with the struggles as a tackler, his play, speed, and toughness should allow him to contribute on most special teams units, especially as a gunner or jammer. He has that experience at Georgia. Dane Brugler a little higher. He's 33rd on the big board. He's third best at his position. He's a two-year starter at Georgia. Seen played free safety and former defensive coordinator Dan Lanning's scheme. Also seen time at strong safety and at their money uh, position. That's what they call it. He also had a huge, massive hit on Kyle Pitts a few years ago. You can go look that up. You should. Born in Haiti, grew up in Florida, learned to play football in Boston, became a top recruit in Texas. He is well-traveled. Earned an All-American status at Georgia, diverse journey that included him earning defensive MVP honors, like I said, in that 21 National Championship game. With his range, explosiveness, and appetite for contact, seen as a do-everything safety and led a talent-rich Georgia defense in both tackles and passes defended in 2021. Although he has room to tidy up with his tackling technique, he is at his best as a physical run defender running the alley, and that's where he's special. When he's getting downhill, deciphers run, and he runs the alley, he closes quick. Dane says he closes like a freight train and tuning up uh, and does a good job of tuning up his target. Overall, scenes lack of ideal size, I guess more body weight at 190-ish, 190 to 199. By NFL standards, has marginal ball skills, but he is an enforcer versus the run and the athleticism and coverage to make big plays. He is an ascending NFL talent, starting skills right away, similar to Xavier McKinney out of Alabama as a prospect it's a pretty good comp. I like Xavier McKinney. I liked him coming out. So film on both of those guys. Travis Jones, Lewis Seen. Check it out. We just wrote up Christian Watson. He will be your day 10. 10 days. Crazy. Draft will be here soon. As we've said, it's like 10 days of prep here. I'm going to be on the move a lot. I'm going to be going to Vegas. I'm actually going out to the draft. Have some coverage for you from there. But we have 10 days to really hammer out mock drafts and talk about guys that will be there. So what I want to do is do a mock draft at the end of every single one of these. Now, Monday's a quick hitter episode. We talk about a couple things. If there's nothing to talk about, if there's nothing new, you know, we keep moving on. We have had uh, some pretty fun episodes lately where we took a look at the 2017 and 18 draft classes, looked at the scouting reports of those players, and then talked about why guys have either found success in the NFL or have drawn back, whether their strengths got better or their weaknesses improved, so on and so forth where the, strength is good, uh, the strengths of their scouting report is as good as we thought they were. It's been a fun thing. We got 19, 20, and 21 to do over the next few days. Uh, like I said, 10 days. But we're going to do a mock, a quick, very quick, high-speed mock draft at the end of every single one of these. So we're going to do that right after a quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, today's version will be without any trades, okay? We're picking at pick 44, no trades, guys who went in front of us here. Pick 39, Jaquan Brisker, pick 40, Matt Corral, pick 41, Roger McCreary, pick 42, which I'm bummed about, and again, this is pro football focus, Jahan Dotson, pick 43, Kyler Gordon. I am not spending a ton of time talking about this. I'm just going to go through quick picks, okay? Guys on the board I love, Logan Hall's there, Drake Jackson is there. Uh, Jalen Pitrie is there. Leo Chanel is there. Nick Benito is there. I'm going to continue to do what I always do. And I believe if Logan Hall is there, he is the perfect fit for the Browns. He is my pick at pick 44. It is whirling quickly into pick 78. Guys who went close to pick 78. Kirby Joseph goes 75. Darian Beavers, a linebacker from Cincinnati, goes 77. John Mechie goes 73. Alec Pierce goes 71. Starts to get really depleted at wide receiver pretty quickly. I am probably not going to reach at a wide receiver at this pick if I don't love a player that's there. Justin Ross, some people love him. Matt Waldman loved him. I don't love him enough at pick 78. Too much injury risk there for me. I'm going to go Nick Cross to safety for Maryland. Young, good football player. He's my pick at 78. It is whirling on to pick 99 now where I would like to tilt wide receiver. In this situation, I really love Kyle Phillips. I might be inclined to take him there. I've talked about his slot capability over the last week. think he could be a really nice football player that position. I'm, I'm inclined to take him, but I'm looking at any sort of help I can still find on the defensive line. Let's look at Edge real fast. D'Angelo Malone, MyJ Sanders, Sam Williams, Tyreek Smith. It's interesting. I'm not in love with any of those guys on the interior. You have Matt Butler, Noah Ellis, Otito uh, Ogbenia, Marquand McCall. Yeah, I don't necessarily love any of those players at the top of the draft. Donovan West is there, the center from Arizona State. Romeo Dubs is a little higher ranked here from them. They like him. Burner could see the draw. I'm going to take the wide receiver I like most at this position, pick 99. I'm going to go ahead and take Kyle Phillips who is, again, a guy from UCLA who I think is going to be a really nice slot player for the Browns. Good punt returnability. Wrote him up. Um, So now we're up again. We're up at pick 118. And if I'm talking about trying to supplement some pass rush, I think Tyreek Smith is a good fit here. So we will take Tyreek Smith at pick 118. And I think that's a good pick because the value of a guy outside the top 100 can do some pass rush. Pass rush moves that I think will matter and get him some success in the NFL and again, hopefully, you see Jadevian Clowney return. There are rumors that there is a deal on the table. It's just a matter of time. I'm not sure about that. If you get to pick 202, all right, tight ends that matter, you know, finally these people have updated and gotten Daniel Bellinger to go a little earlier. He went pick 190. So if you were looking for a third tight end type, James Mitchell's certainly an interesting player. It's 22. They're sitting for you. Cole Turner, not much of a blocker. 
he would be interesting. Not going to reach for either of those guys necessarily right this second. You would look around a little bit, see what's out there. Gets a little bit, uh, gets a little dark quickly in terms of prospects that you probably feel like you know. We could look at running back because it feels like the Browns might be looking for a third running back. Okay. Uh, Kennedy Brooks is sitting there, who's an interesting player. He's 23 and a half, though. That's where you have to be a little careful about Brooks. And then Keontae Ingram, who Matt Waldman loved, and I trust Matt. I think Keontae Ingram's going to go way higher than 202. If he's sitting there, though, don't mind picking him. And then pick 223, we have a couple left. If Matt Areza is sitting there, I'm going to take him, even though you signed a punter. I think you private workout the Browns had with him. It makes a lot of sense to me to still be able to bring in a punter that could be your guy for the future. And then if you're looking at closing out this thing with a tight end who can do some fun things, I'm taking a seventh round pick here. Guy who can be, we lost a fullback, Janovich, a guy who can do fullback things, but can be an H tight end, Connor Hayward. He's 23, but again, you're in the seventh round. You take a shot on a player like that. So for today's Speed Monday Quick Hitter Mock Draft, let's see what, oh, C-plus grade, pro football focus in their grades. They did not like my Kyle Phillips pick, but that's okay. We took Logan Hall, round two, pick 44. We took 78, Nick Cross from Maryland, 99, Kyle Phillips, UCLA, 118, Tyreek Smith, Ohio State, 202, Keontae Ingram from USC, 223, Matt Areza from San Diego State, and then 246, Connor Hayward. I would dig that draft. I would be fine with that draft. So try to put this in the description of this episode for you. Guys, thanks for checking out today's Monday Quick Hitter. Fun things going up at the website where Jack Duffin, our cap specialist, did some more analytics study on this one and wrote up every single player with all the description necessary on the athleticism, age, all of its size, of every acquisition Andrew Barry has had in Cleveland. You should be a subscriber for that alone because it gives you all of the information on those guys. He's worked tremendously on it. Check it out. Also, for OBR subscribers, you can get access to Corey Kennan's first ever draft guide he put together. Free for OBR subs. He worked his tail off on this draft guide. Go get it. The password is in the Ask the Insider section. You should be able to find that if you're a subscriber. Please do that. Worth your time leading up to this draft. Again, we're going to have so much draft content over the next 10 days. Capitalizing on this window. A lot to discuss. Then we'll start breaking them down the way only this podcast breaks down the picks that were made. So, Hey, appreciate you guys checking out today's Monday Quick Hitter. Apologies about the light weekend of content, but it happens when you're sick. Hope you guys had a great Easter. Have a great Monday morning. Appreciate you so much. And we close with our usual, Go Browns.